0: that spirit uh, we have been trusting this. these principles as I have taken upon such a responsibility at personal level, at domestic level, at professional uh, level, and also at social level, because this principle discharges as well in every aspect of life in our relation with the universe. We do receive them all spirit and values which we need to transfer to the next generation of children. We, we do receive certain values and professional from our elders, and we, we should ensure that these values continue to exist in the subsequent generation. Likewise, in so, certain social values representing the social activities that we do, they should have to be continued. <coughs> That's where there is a saying that uh, uh, there are two stages. That we come across one is uh, the great initiate Pythagoras. He said, Before you leave this world, uh, ensure that you reduce one fool and he is no other than you. That is what he said. Pythagoras said uh, to the humanity that uh, before you lay off, before you depart from this body, ensure that one food is reduced in the universe, and there is no other value. By that he means that you get enlightened, and by enlightenment it is the very purpose of the human being to move forward into a higher rings of life. That's what he said. But what Vedavyasa said is something more. He said, before you collapse, you, you not only ensure that you are enlightened, but you also ensure that the process of enlightenment is handed over to some other, so that he too conducts and hands it over to the next generation. That's where the Indian um, CN has given a clue to the, the universal law that there will be a, a succession, a proper succession, so that the institution continues to be. Many creators have Kamangan, which we see from the sangha he says, Deyala-sanction, but know, Many, for example, we have uh, Srināvāsa uh, Svātura Gārata, he was Commissioner of Income Tax here, and he won the hearts of many people of Vishā and society. But he succeeded by another commissioner and succeeded by another commissioner. The institution of tax continues to be because there is a succession. Likewise, in police, in every life activity, if you see, there is the principle of succession. You haven't discharged well. If you we haven't prepared someone in tune with the values that you live by, which you have imbibed from your predecessor. that is the most important aspect. That's where institutionalization is important, that you receive, you live by the values. And we ensure that during your forcing, you also prepare someone to so you hand over these values and move forward. Unless you hand over these values, to, you cannot move forward because there will be a disturbance to the continuing vibration. That is how institutions are conceived from ancient-most times. And institutionalization is a means by which you contribute and you transmit and you hand it over and then move forward. Likewise, I received certain things from my parents, which I try to transmit to the next generation. Likewise, I also received from Sri that certain values relating to this profession, which I continue to transmit to so many students. And the students have become an important factor in brahma Kumar, in our office of context. conference utmost importance to students, because I took the, in the solution, the most valuable part as educating these incoming students to stay with us for three to four years. Their stay here should transform them from being college students to be professionals. In a matter of three years the change has to happen. <coughs> Normally earlier we used to have graduates coming into this course, but today it is the undergraduates that come to this course after the inter-examination. Even before they take to become B.A. B.S.C., they are eligible to join this course through the means of entrance. So then they are really children. They are not even, we cannot call them even college students. They are school-going children who have finished their junior college and have joined the course, and in the process of three to four years, They should go through such a change that they have to be professional. From being a school-going child to a professional, transformations have to happen. And it is not such an easy task, because the moment you become a Saturday content, there are so many things that are expected of you, and such maturity is expected. Dakaram is expected, etiquette is expected, ethics are expected. So many things are expected apart from knowledge. And all this has to be imbibed to the student, imparted to the student in a matter of three years. So, is the underlying factor which is generally not seen. What we see is the, the examinations, and every six months there are examinations, and the child, the student goes through them. It was a very, it is a very tough thing among the courses that we have in India this charity contingency, by far the toughest course we have <laughs> for professionals yes. in India. Therefore, and I went through that, and during that time I also asked my father during that apprenticeship period. So the, the transformations are too many, and I, and I was lonely in going through all those transformations. That is where I decided that when I take up this profession and work with it, I make sure that the students are given as many inputs as possible so that they quickly grow into a good professional and service society in a faster manner. That's where the student association was formed. And like, to my luck, all those who are my partners so today, they have been my students. And they, they stand in the same vibration as they do in continuing this work. And that is where this work is continuing. This is the fundamental principle on which we conduct this function on an annual basis. Now it to be almost a, a, a repetition of the same function on a yearly basis. So many of these functions which we annually do, they, they seem to be the same and uh, sometimes they, they lack luster. But the principle behind is many things we do on a daily basis, like our having breakfast, lunch dinner and so many things. And there are the monthly events, there are the annual events. But in these events, our intent makes it more fresh. As much well as there is intent, there is a greater freshness that is getting into it. It may be the same breakfast, but if the intent of the cook can make the breakfast much more taste, much more tastier, I would say much tastier. So like that, in everything you are putting on dress. Every day you put on the dress, but if there is an intent in doing it, every time you can enjoy your putting on the dress and are putting off the dress tell the intent that matters. So these annual functions are meant to bring home the original ideas related to an institution which is intended to be built. It, uh, it was hosted by Master again as early as in 1977, when we had similar functions in View Hotel in 1977. <coughs> he was sitting like the... as uh, a guest and was looking uh, into the sky, because it is an open terrace and which the meeting was conducted. He looked at it and said, while I speaking, he said, I see a huge institution in the palm of our Kumar I just don't see it. a form of child. I told working for some kind of ex-consultancy and all this. So he said, so, which I carried in me as, as such. So that spirit, he, he has a, uh, augmented the spirit and we went on doing it. And we have, been, we have been successful in bringing out many salary accountants, many caste accountants, and many company secretaries in the whole process. And the beauty is, all those who joined this firm as partners, that is not leave. Normally, there will be turnover of partners among these firms at, on the basis of commercial viability. None of my partners is commercially This That is a beauty. <coughs> It may be surprised to know. Ravata Kumar is, uh, is known to be a firm which use more service than what it receives in terms of remuneration. In fact, <coughs> uh, the great saint Sivana he sat in my chair and said, uh, after some time, that this shape gives me an inspiration that you, that your entire team, who only ensure what is to be done for the client, more than godly-time kind of things of pain. This is a spirit of art. It's an Aryan spirit. And this is one of those Aryan units that would serve for long years to come. So those quotations we have taken to transfer it to us, to our students as well. The idea behind this kind of the, the function is that an institution is also an artificial being. Just like we are natural beings, it's an artificial being. Eh? And the collective functioning of all these individuals and in the institutions only when and sit and learn, it it tends to be more and more spirited. Therefore these functions are carried out where we invite human persons to address us in terms of our professional dimension of self competency. and also address the students and generally share the certain ideas which might be of use to all culture. And we we all belong to the profession of accountancy. I always stress that an accountant shall have to be accurate. The fundamental quality of an accountant is to be accurate, to be precise. He cannot be vague, <clears throat> he cannot be uncertain in his expressions, he cannot give a, a reward a direction to his life. Why? Because this is one profession where you work with numbers. Accountancy is the profession where you work with the numbers. Numbers make you precise. Numbers make you accurate. Numbers are said to be in the spiritual context, are impersonal, they carry impersonal functioning. Colors are different from numbers. So there are what we call colors, sounds, and numbers. Among them, numbers are seen as the precise things. The whole world is run by numbers. And the souls are also numbered according to the scriptures. So the number never goes wrong. We may go wrong with the numbers. So in the profession, when you regularly deal with numbers, many people, they jumble their numbers in the mind. That shows the inaccuracy that they carry us. When there is something like seven, eight, six-five, they will read it as seven-six-five-eight, nine-five-eight, seven. Six, nine, eight, nine, nine. So it happens, isn't it? When at the three-six-five, three, they may three, <laughs> This shows that there is an inaccuracy in the mind. When you are working with numbers, you would yourself know how accurate you are. There is a way we used to remember numbers, to, to remember, say, hundred telephone numbers of hundred friends, clients, who are there, under telephone numbers, or car numbers, or train numbers, or number of the seat in which you are seated in a train or in a red remember it for years to come. This is a way to sharpen your mind. That's numbers, understand. And this is the only profession where you are regularly encountered with numbers. So dealing with numbers, you gain a kind of accuracy and precision which one should gain, because professionalism is in is, is, is the degree of accuracy that you do Once there is accuracy gained in the brain, then your species are also equally accurate. You don't speak, you don't be round the bush. You, you can say you come to the void and express the voice without much difficulty. Uh, to explain a concept, many people say a long time, to present it in a proper manner. But a precise man can very clearly present it. Can very clearly write it. Not all can write well. Not all can present it well. Not all can speak well. Why? Because they haven't worked with numbers. <coughs> That's why this uh, numbering was, uh, numbers we were, when we were students, we did not have the facility of computers. They were not even calculators when we were students. We used to concurrently uh, total two, three columns together. Two, three columns together. In that you would know how precise your brain is, the number of columns you can add up together shows how quickly you can get through this exam. There used to be one child account by name D and Some of you may be knowing him. He was also a student of He was able to add up four columns together with And he is the one who cleared in those days, the shortest possible time examination. And his memory was like <coughs> a extraordinary and an encyclopedia. And he, he, he lived a very a, a, a freestyle life in the sense that he had so much confidence in him that he, he was not so industrious in his work. He said it's okay just to make a living and I, I took to this profession, I have many other things to do. So, why I quote him, dear Naparav, Mr. Amtravatam is him. He is such a brilliant person, able to add up four columns together at the same time. So, such is the importance of numbers and you should also know your own data. And what happens when all the numbers related to your data are added up? What is the ultimate number? That is the number that guides you for life. Like that, the number you get in your heart get. These are all things, it's a game to play with numbers. <laughs> the number of the compartment of the train that we get in is also it gives you a message of the travel, the kind of travel that you would have. And you are in that compartment until your destination. Such are the secrets of numbers. I am not trying to tell you the unseen dimensions of numbers. The only thing that I would like to tell all the students is that develop a fascination for numbers. Develop a fascination for numbers. As much as you are able to relate to numbers, so much you tend to be accurate. And the dull student is the only student who doesn't score in mathematics, isn't it? In our childhood. The, a person is counted, his brilliance is counted by the percentage of marks that he, he secures in mathematics uh, examination. Other subjects are not counted. How much you got in mathematics? That makes a difference. That shows how sharp is your brain. You know? It can be trained. If it is not sharp, you need not leave it at that. You can train it. And there is a regular way of training it by sustained the so that's where uh, this profession demands accuracy and every, unless you are accurate, you cannot say you are a professional. Every profession demands accuracy and much more so the accounting profession Ensure that the, you gain that kind of accuracy and uh, it brings you accuracy in every aspect of life. Coming back to Sri C. who is instrumental in founding this institution, he was so punctual. What, what impressed me this Sripira was this punctuality. He was so punctual, at no time he was uh, led to anything. If he says a time, he is that. Time. If he says, by such and such a time I do this work, he does it. It's a great policy that he has with an institution. And there is, when you regularly practice this, practice that you tend to be into such an energy that even effortlessly you would be on time. For most of the events, even effortlessly you would be on time. You don't have to look to the watch at That's the beauty of being punctual. Yet another quality that has been given to us, I say, see further on, was simplicity and clarity in speech and in writing. He never wanted us to use bombastic language, using all kinds of, uh, high sounding words. He said, let your language be simple. Let it be simple. And let it communicate what you intend to communicate in as few words as possible. Do not keep on beating around the bush to communicate some, some concept. This is another dimension which he, he taught and which he expressed, used to use in his language. It's another dimension. Then the third thing, which is very rare in society, is, he says, we are the creatures of our life. We don't have to be dependent on others. C.P. was not dependent on anything. He was only dependent on himself. He was a, was a great master. He is a master of... Uh, not only a by membership, but a by spirit. He was always saying, uh, Depend on yourself. Don't depend on the surroundings. The surroundings depend on you. Don't try to depend upon things which depend on you. So why do we depend upon things which we create? So we create bank balances. We create properties, and and we tend to lean upon them. We create a family, and we tend to lean upon them. We create an institution, and we try to lean upon them. But he says, don't lean upon anything, be a support to things. Be self-dependent and be dependable to others. That's it's an essential statement. Be self-dependent and be dependable to others. The moment you get an assistant, you tend to bow. <coughs> Dependent, isn't it? The moment you get an assistant, you tend to depend on him. And you get two assistants, more dependency. three assistants, much more dependency. This kind of dependency makes you weak and debilitated. (coughs) And ultimately you reach a point where you cannot, you do even fundamental things which you would otherwise do. You see this? uh, I in the West, in the the East as you age, as you age. We keep on depending upon uh, our children, our daughters-in-law, our sons-in-law, our younger brother, and our... Anyone who is willing to cooperate with us, we slowly pass on our luggage to him. This is this is the eastern attitude. <laughs> but in the West they, they don't. Even if you wish to help a very old person to cross this street, he says, No, I, I didn't ask you. I do <laughs> it myself. Do it yourself. He is a matter of selfish. Do it yourself. To, to pass on a file from one table to another, we have the British system of ringing the bell and getting a, a, a messenger boy you would carry the file. One the file, the file will not move. Hmm? But by that, what is happening to you? What is it happening? You are tending to be more and more, more imbecile, <coughs> dependent. For everything you research. If you we we are we, to start with we we all walk and later we have scooters, then we have cars, isn't it? Today if there is no car, do you move? Don't you move. It? It's not the car or the scooter or bicycle that decides your movement. It's your will that moves. And there is a mark, and if you demands movement, you move with your legs, and whether you have other support or not. This external support business is something which is, which makes you more and more and more dependent. And if there is no assistant attending to that the, the master cannot master. What kind of master he is? <coughs> Who is the master? The master is a rusa himself, with or without cooperation. With or without assistance. Why? Because you are always self-dependent. So dependent depend upon yourself, but self and dependable to others is a factor which I have still received. He has experimented his life in narratives of ways. When he was an player, he donated a large to Swamuni He donated large sense of land to Prema Samahajan. 40 acres of Popolas and Garden, he donated to famous people. And uh, he donated a college of commerce and management to Ambedkar. He is the one who established Lions Club and other clubs and spent his own money for masonry and Lions Club. It's not drawing from the context of the Rotary Lions and Masonry. It is UPG, UPG. And every time he touched that in his finances, the, the bottom. Three times he touched the bottom and he raised to the three. And he said, Money comes, money goes and people come and people go. But you are always that's his theory. that was his theory. I was with him during his lean period, the last kind of lean period, where the entire society was almost forgetting him and not looking to him. And he was all alone by himself. That was the time I associated with him. And during that time, in difficulties, how a man behaves is what he shows, the merits of the man. When you are in a, a player you may show many values, many virtues. But when you are on your bare minimum, what is it that you demonstrate? That shows the value. All those who are distant to me will come back to me the moment money comes here. And he had that understanding ingrained in him. He says, Don't depend upon your your ability, your comprehension, and stand by yourself. Don't stand. Don't lean on This is a beautiful quality that you have So, such of those things have to be passed on today. A, a slight uh, mishap, I would say, would immediately cause a lot of disturbances. If there is cold and soft, people are off. If there is a, a slight fever, people, people are off. That shall be there. Let it be there, let me continue to work That's if the beauty of work. Is such a thing in creation, it is the most sublime thing that you know, you know has understood as the being work. So Shipona Asidham. As long as you are at work, you are living. The moment you are done with work, you are dead. That's why my master wrote in one book. Working is living, work done is dead. Is that he says. So therefore continue to work. <clears throat> Why continue to work? Work transforms. If you don't work, no transformation happens. And work is intended for transformation. Work is not intended for making money. <laughs> work is not intended for making name and fame. Work is intended for your own evolution. <clears throat> That's all it is. said. The purpose of work is to fulfill the being and he knows the secret of work. It is by working that he is going to arrive well and your life energies are at their, at their brain. You see, I would say see and we yes, I always quote, I always quote him even in the just As an example, at that age by seven thirty he is ready for work. How many youngsters are ready by by for work by seven thirty? And he makes his own his own notes, what are the works to be done? How many carry a notebook today? of the works to be done? And he the moment a work is over, he picks it out and then says what makes you there. This small notebook is your pocket and continuing to work for what? Just for the day for that. <coughs> He stopped working for him for money twenty-five years and then he came away. Last project was somewhere in nineties, early nineties. But he continues to work wherever there is demand for advice and construction. He, he is faster than the very owner of the construction. <coughs> he, he is there and he helps with his own ideas. For what? Not for money. Not for fame. Not for appreciation. He doesn't even look for appreciation. And that is the secret of his health. That's the secret of his health, and that it. And today, for the last four weeks, I am passing through so many cases where there are successful <coughs> identification of cases fixed up by my past. And around are all far younger than it. But my one is so very vibrant, active, healthy, and that it is because working for the sake of work. The purpose of work is to fulfill The purpose of work is not to make money. Is not people move only when there is some money. Today, the initiative for people to work is money, isn't it? But that's not the understanding of money. Those who work for money, they are like. A a carrot being hung before a goat, and he keeps on running for the sake of carrot, he never reaches the carrot, because carrot is always ahead of him. And working for money, running, 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 somewhere on the way, it collapses. Therefore, working for the sake of work is a dimension which will fulfill you in every aspect of your life, in every aspect of it. When we go to a workplace, what is it that it gives us is a very basic, wrong understanding. What is it that I shall contribute is the is sound understanding, as is given only in the Indian scriptures. That's why in the Indian scripture says, Agyarthaṁ puru-karmanī. Do your lot of work. You, whatever is lot, your lot, you do that work, but do it for the sake of discharging your responsibility to the surrounding life. The, in the process, not only you are fulfilled, but you are evolved. You are evolved because your attitude towards work is, is a kind of an alignment which we call Srikarana Manasu, Vakku, Karma. The three are aligned while you are at work. So when you do it with great intent, this alignment causes an upliftment to your, to, to your being. Only when you practice carried out with this kind of alignment of mind, senses and body. Then the work lifts lifts us up and puts us into higher and of joy. Otherwise it does not. If we daily do uh with a kind of a disinterestedness. there are people who go to the watch place in the morning with a disinterested disinterestedness because you have to a thing, you, you have to you are The mind and coffee, not more on the teeth and the teas. And likewise when you work to get into the kitchen, there is no joy of getting into the kitchen, isn't it? Or what? Or cooking. Yeah? <coughs> <laughs> Walking into the kitchen with joyful nature is, is a great dimension that brings great health into the house, because the cook the decides the, the degree of health in the house. That's why in the olden days the wise ones always used to ask before they eat food, who cooked the food? They wanted to see the person that cooked the food, because depending upon that person the quality of food is. If he is a, a very irritating person, if the cook is a very irritating, angry person, the food contains that energy. So why cooking that kind of food? You are not just it's not the dish that you eat, it's the joy that you contribute. Sir. The commitment you show, the intent you show, be it with cooking, be it with your work. There are many... Bharatya vandara kata, yendu ko siddhara, vargava siddhara, yadu siddha vajya siddhara. Liberation from your own being comes only when you are inclined to apply yourself in total to the work that you do. Yaputai pūsna, yaputai pūsna, yaputai pūsna, yaputai as <laughs> yaputai pūsna, Professor, there is no retirement. <laughs> Isn't this? Like you are there is no retirement. The <laughs> other <keeps> day I proposed a date for retirement, age for retirement. Then one of our partners, he had most partners. He said, what? What are you saying, sir? There is no retirement, for He said, So, so you should have the joy of attending to the work. When I say work, don't think only the professional work. It can be domestic work, it can be social work. As you wake up in the morning till you get into sleep, be joyful in attending to the work and that elevates you from your the draws of your own being. Otherwise right? you're being always pushing out. Be joyful. The joy that you experience with a child you don't experience with an elderly person, isn't it? A grandchild at home shows us, be joyful. Very early in the morning he shows us, or she shows us, how to be joyful in the morning. Because the morning he is such a horror in every house. Because there, there, there is, there is an urgency to attend to things. you can attend to things, but can still be joyful. So why I am saying this is, the only thing that God given us is what? Karma neva the right to work is given to us, and the rest of it is not right to work. So keep on working. Keep on working. With one thing or the other, with an attitude of being there in total, in total, starting from your brushing the teeth to the, sitting a cup of coffee, or having a breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or attending to a client in the office, or relating to a person in the society, Let it be a total, with a total intent. This total intent is missing. People are in dichotomy. They are split persons. They carry something inside, they speak something outside. They have a hidden agenda, and they do things in a different way outside. So they get totally broken up, they get into conflict. And it's a life of conflict, that continues. That should not happen to the students that we have very brilliant students with us in Ravan Kumar. Let me say that because Ravan Kumar is one institution where the students would like to join and they aim it right from their schooling times that if they wish to do child accountancy, they must join Ravan Kumar. In the surroundings, right from Sri up to Rajmenri, this kind of orientation is there and most brilliant students do come and join us. And they need to make a, a successful career. Successful career is not... Success is not measured by money. Success is not measured by the position that, uh, that you occupy. Success is measured in terms of uh, your attitude towards them. And that is what I would like you all to develop. And that is where we have this evening. who co-operating serving life in such a nice manner. He came from very humble beginnings, he came from very humble place. He rose to great high itself. He cleared central exams of the public service commission examinations at the national level. Even before I met him, even twenty years before I met him, even as early as the 1980s, I used to hear of Śrīmār I must say this. I haven't told him before, though we have many encounters. There was one P.S. Reddy, mm. an A.S. Mm. al who was... I was a pet, pet student of him. Whenever I used to meet him in Rashtravati Bhavan, or his bureau in Delhi. He always used to talk to me in relation to meditation, yoga, and then the, the, the inner stories of colors, the sounds, and the symbols, etc., etc. After all that conversation, he used to say, did you ever come across Narasimhappar? Because Narasimhappar, he, he Sanjivari took him as his ward. by virtue of the age difference and by virtue of uh, the same nativity. They come from They There is very young, uh, energetic also, Narasimhappar. I would like that he meets you one day, or you meet him. And take some of the intuition, impl- tools from you. That's what he was saying. I said, it's okay, but I said, he is already an IRS subset. He is doing his job very well. When time comes, we meet. Uh, Why should there be a specific uh, effort to do that? Why should it be so? It happened much later. Maybe after, say, a decade and a half or two decades that we happen to meet each other. Sinarsimapa did his job as a, as a tax official with similar attitude. He had a lot of interest in the work. He had a lot of understanding of the provisions of the Act. He never tried to interpret the Act to cause any damage to the tax-paying SSE. But on the contrary, what is intended by law, he used to apply in a very judicious manner. The function of a uh, tax officer is quasi-judicial, meaning he is entitled to be biased towards revenue. He is entitled to be biased towards revenue. That is what is quasi-judicial dimension. Because there are higher force where justice can happen. But here is one officer who has always been very judicial, very judicial. He never applied a rule and a proviso of, of the act. To the, to the detriment of the S.S.C. and in favor of the department where more than one interpretation is falsification. That's the beauty. He, he believed himself to be a public servant and he served the tax department through that, uh, with that attitude, to serve the public in, the, in a very judicious manner. And he was very much appreciated, admired by his superiors at all. And he contributed many ideas that the involved in the tax department. Especially when he was chief commissioner in school, Jubilee, his mandate would be read out for the benefit of those who do not know. He contributed so much to the tax department, he even organized certain periodical information systems by like which all officials are enlightened about working with the tax provisions. Uh, many, many, many ideas. Even today, if you touch him, he comes up with a hundred ideas. Our brother Navanita knows how many ideas come out of him on a daily basis. <coughs> essentially, is very creative. Essentially, he is very creative. Had he been a freelancer, maybe he would have created much more than what he created through tax department, because he is... He, he, is filled with intuition and inspiration. He regularly receives ideas of novel nature. He doesn't just know by the routine nature. And he many times gets sold to his own ideas and keep moving a lot, which is also a a gentle complaint by the lady of the house that he moves a lot. (laughs) Why? Because his ideas make him move all the time. But in the whole game it's not for him ever. Even today, after retirement, he is one of the busiest persons we see. Busy for the sake of the society. That's where we have our chiefness this evening. And uh, I would, uh, I am, I am, awaiting to listen to him because I know he listens to me well. <laughs> but I am awaiting to listen to him because he has a lot to share from his life of what is it, what it is to be, to live for us and to contribute to the society. So we have, and uh, the lady, Natsumapa, we all admire her, though she does not appear as frequently as Srinathanapa. Every time we, I met Srinathanapa, the first thing I ask is, how is your place?
1: Because she is
0: a very silent person, staying at home, minding her business. She has her own devotional. Uh, Channel through which she, she relates to things. And this time I told him, if you are coming, please tell her and make sure that she also visits our office and later, later our house because it's a long time that we relate to each other. It was in 2008 January, the last I saw Srimati uh, In 2008 January, in Shirdi, we happened to meet. And now we are in 2016 October. So after eight years, nine months, we are, I think we could see each other. But uh, we are very thankful to you, madam, that you are here to give such a certificate to the successful students and uh, other side also. Uh, with these few words, which uh, extended to 45-50 uh, minutes. <coughs> I this is the opening as well as the closing remarks everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.